Welcome to Silver Screams, the Horror Nights podcast that invites you beyond the screen and behind the screams of some of your favorite nightmares with your host, Donald Holly. Let the screaming begin. Hello and welcome to Silver Screams. That's right, it's the Horror Nights podcast that did four episodes and disappeared off the face of the earth. But that's okay, we're back. Uh, This is the hype episode for Halloween Horror Nights 31. And our last episode was the hype episode for Halloween Horror Nights 30, and we didn't do anything in between. Uh, I unfortunately had some serious health issues that took me out of the game pretty early in the uh, season last year. So I wasn't able to stick around and experience Halloween Horror Nights like I usually do. So I didn't end up doing much more content for the podcast. But we're going to change that this year. Uh, And we're going to do an episode tonight that talks about uh, the things that are coming to Halloween Horror Nights. The things that we are most excited to see at Halloween Horror Nights. And uh, basically where we rank those in our excitement. Uh, When I say we, I mean myself and my unofficial co-host, Dustin T. Dust, who is going to be joining me in just a moment to talk about these things. Halloween Horror... Wow. Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, 31 is shaping up to be quite an event. It is essentially celebrating all things classic Halloween. Uh, So witches and skeletons and pumpkins. And of course, Little Boo from last year is making his triumphant return alongside of his... uh, his master, the Pumpkin Lord. So it's going to be exciting to see how these classic Halloween tropes tie into the uh, event as it goes forward. So I'm very excited. Uh, and I think it's going to be one of the best years ever. Now, I won't get to be at the event as often as I used to uh, because I'm no longer living in the state of Florida, so I can't just hop over to Universal. But I do hope to be down later in the season uh, where I will get to see the event and I will probably do a live episode at some point while I'm there. In the meantime, we're going to bring in my friend Dustin, uh, who is still in Florida, and we're going to talk about this season and talk about what's exciting and what's coming up. Uh, And if you have anything that, you know, any comments, uh, feel free to chime in, send us a message, and we'll be happy to include you in a future episode uh, talking about what you're excited about, or even if you've been to the event at that point, what you like so far. Please note this will not include any major spoilers for the event. However, spoilers are going to be out there because as we're recording this, they're opening up the gates for team member preview. So there will be video and photo of the scare zones, at least. So know that that information is out there. But uh, here we go. Let me bring in Dustin. Hey, Dustin. Thanks for joining us tonight. I'm thrilled to be here, as usual. Yes, it's another year of Horror Nights, which, you know, it, it feels like it took forever, but also it feels like wasn't it just October last, you know, last year? Yeah, it was, it was, uh, been a while though. Yeah, and, uh, like, obviously the podcast just kind of fizzled out. I, the last, tonight we're recording the hype episode for 31. The last episode I recorded was the hype episode for 30. Oh, yeah, it's definitely been a while then. <laughs> <laughs> I recorded it in the in the in the bedroom at Cabana Bay before I went down and met all my friends to get drunk. So <laughs> solid, solid plan. Which you know, I'm a little sad. It's not what I'm doing right now, but uh, you know, life is life, and we'll, I'll get down there eventually. <laughs> indeed, indeed. 
So what we're going to talk about is I have a list of all of the things that are going to be at Halloween Horror Nights this year, uh, most of which you, you knew and are aware of, but uh, we'll talk about each one of those things and go over the description of those things that's provided by Universal and sort of see how we feel about it. Talk about where we would, you know, where, how excited we are about each individual thing. Because I'm sure that there's a lot that you're excited for, but I'm sure that just like any year, there's probably things that you're less excited for. <laughs> that there is. <laughs> but a lot of the uh, things I'm seeing so far, I'm really enjoying, so. Yeah. So uh, let's start with the houses, because this year the house lineup is pretty strong. It's mostly original content this year. Which is very exciting. I really like the original houses, to be honest. I kind of prefer them. And even with the uh, IPs, a uh, couple of the IPs, even though that they, they are based on an intellectual property, are completely original stories created by Universal in conjunction with those property owners. That is true, um, which will be interesting to see. Yeah, specifically Universal Monsters and The Weeknd. Uh, those yes. are both houses that are ostensibly they're going to be an original story that's never been told before. So that's very exciting. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, uh, but you know, it's, but it's, so it's light on the IPs this year and the IPs are maybe not as exciting and enticing as they have been in the past, but I still think there's a possibility for some really good potential there. Um, but overall, it seems like the most cohesive Halloween Horror Nights they've done in a very long time. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's shaping up to be really really cool, and I'm okay with the lack of IPs. Like they don't need to be super strong. I'm I'm here for this vibe for this season. Yeah. So uh, for the houses, the, the big IP of the year is the weekend, uh, the weekend after hours nightmare, which is inspired by the music of the popular artist known as the weekend. Uh, it says the Universal says prepare to enter the macabre mind of the weekend in this haunted house as he stalks through he stalks your squad through the surreal nightmare of his after-hours music. A slasher carving a smile at an otherworldly rave, bandaged maniacs performing extreme plastic surgery, a grotesque mannequin masquerade, his nightmare is now yours. Uh, first things first, I do want to say that these descriptions are written by Universal, and they, accuse, they use the word squad more than should be legally allowed. <laughs> um, one of the big catchphrases this year is bring you know is ne first off it's never go alone but it's also like bring your scare squad and i'm just not a fan <laughs> of that catchphrase yeah it feels very valley girl or not about squad. it um but so that's what when I, when I said he stalks your squad i winced for a second but so uh that's that's the big ip of this year really it is um in terms of an ip that they've never done before um the music videos for that album, After Hours, were all very horror-oriented with uh, n not necessarily like supernatural horror, but very like slasher horror. Right. And so I feel like that's – because I know you're not as familiar with his music as I am. Yeah, nope. Really have no idea what to expect with this one. <laughs> I think this one is going to be uh, a sort – it's definitely going to have some really incredible set pieces, I think. I think uh, – I wouldn't be surprised if we see some of the ideas that they had for the uh, Billie Eilish house that they created. Oh, yeah. Sort of weave their way back into this. Um, that would make not, sense. That would be an easy thing to kind of bring back. Um, because the idea is that it's, you know, the nightmares of the weekend. And, uh, and again, he does all of this stuff. And I know that not only – I you know, I know that his music isn't normally supernaturally horror-tinged, but I do know that there were some – designs that have been released on like the t-shirts and stuff like that that look like monsters oh 
like lizards type monsters and stuff like that. So I feel like there will be creatures in this house as opposed to just bandaged maniacs and slashers. Um, so I think that's going to be a very, I'm, that's one of the ones that I'm most curious about. Cause I have no idea what to expect it to be other than I know what his music videos look like. So I know what the style will be, but, um, but that one I think is going to be probably the most uh, surprise. That's the one I'm, 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 I know the least about in terms of what it's going to physically be like inside. Right. Yeah. And uh, so where do you, I, I know you're not a, necessarily a fan of the artist, but are you intrigued or? I don't know. It's going to be one of those houses. I'm obviously going to go through and just see what, what happens. I, I really don't know. As I said, I don't really know what to expect with it. Um, it could go either way, really. Yeah. It's, I think it's, I think it's more, it's definitely, there are a lot of people out there that are like, oh, weekend doesn't fit Halloween Horror Nights. They're just pandering. And I'm like, well, first off, pandering is how you get an audience sometimes. It's true. And secondly, you know, having known that, you know, he does these, he, he also has one of the best uh, special effects makeup artists in the world working for him, creating really gnarly looking makeups every time he does a music video. So I feel like there's going to be some really cool creature design and, and character design in the house. So uh, it may not be the typical Halloween Horror Nights thing, but I think it will be, it will fit the event more than people, some people expect it to. Oh, yeah, especially if, if it's going to be kind of, um, I don't know, like vintage feel. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so that one is, and again, I think that's, that is, as I said, that is the biggest IP push of the year because the other two or well, other three major IPs are all things that have either been done before or done or similar things have been done. Because uh, the next big one is Halloween, which is uh, based on the the uh, John Carpenter film. How original. Yeah. Uh, so it's gather your friends and visit Haddonfield, Illinois, where Michael Myers is about to don his mask and embark on his first brutal spree. Silent, merciless, and relentless. He's the embodiment of pure evil. You don't want to go alone. There it is again. To go back to where it all began. This year, step into the original 1978 horror classic Halloween. Now... Normally, I wouldn't be excited about a Halloween house because at a certain point, they just started getting old because they were doing them every other year for a little while. Um, and the last time they did it was in 2018, and they did Halloween 4, mm-hmm. which is A, a bad movie, and <laughs> therefore translated into a bad house. <laughs> I, that, was, that is one of the few Halloween Horror Nights houses in my time going that I've only done once. That's I did it. I did it and didn't go back through again. Partially because it was really popular, so it was just one of those things where it was just really busy and I never really felt like it was worth my time to wait in the line. Mm-hmm. But also because I was just like, I don't have any desire to go through that one again. Like, I remember I went through that year where they had they had a horrors of house, which will come up come up play a little bit here a second ago, that people didn't like. I rather I went through that house like four times <laughs> compared to. Halloween so I was like it's better than Halloween um, that's saying but, something but this one I'm excited about because they're going back to the original and they did the original in 2014 which was my favorite house of that year because uh, I love the original Halloween it's one of my favorite horror movies because it's such a simplistic thing it's not complicated it's not far fetched it's just a guy in a mask with a knife terrorizing babysitters on Halloween night <laughs> And it works. <laughs> what a boil down. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it works. And of course the series got convoluted as all slasher series do where, you know, there's an evil cult at one point, And then of course it got rebooted three or four times. So, right. But 
the original is 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 a really good movie, and I, the house was a perfect recreation of that. But it was done in one of the tents, so it was a smaller okay. house. Yes. This year, it's going to be in the sound stages. Right. So I have a feeling they're going to be able to up the ante and make you know sort of bring back some of the elements that I liked from the, the first house, but also make them bigger and more immersive. So I'm excited about that because uh, you know I like Michael Myers; he's fun, and there's there's some uh, classic. They sort of did some traditional scares in that house that sort of became like cameo, not cameos, but became expected things whenever they do a Halloween house. Right. I, I expect will come back. Uh, they have a really great nod to Halloween three, where they have trick or treaters dressed as the three masks from Halloween three. I'm about that. And uh, they have a they have the the absolute scariest trigger at Halloween Horror Nights, where it just loudly screams trick or treat in your ear, and, <laughs> and it always got me every time. So I, I kind of expect them to come back because, again, they, they have never done Halloween 3 as a house, which I'm really bummed about because I think that would be amazing. But um, they, they do pay homage to it, and I think they will again this year. And also Michael Myers is, you know, they do some really good scares with him popping out with a knife. So I think it'll be fine. I know slashers aren't really your thing, though. So I'm kind of, yep, kind no, of that was not a movie I enjoyed, actually. I think I may have fallen asleep in it, not going to lie. Yeah, <laughs> it, it isn't the most uh, most exciting. But I'm sure I'll go through it at least once. Yeah, um, if they, I will. I, my favorite, and I think I've talked about this on the podcast before. My favorite moment from the first time they did it back in 2014. I had Universal's disability pass, and I was by myself for whatever reason that night. And I went over to Halloween to sort of get an early start because that was usually the most popular house uh, of an of any given night. And I got in line, and I just, they said, oh, we're not going to give you return time. You can just walk down through the express line. So I did, and there was nobody, literally nobody in line yet. Because it was like the house, it was like the farthest tent house in the back. And they, uh, they were like, you can go in now. And I'm like, by myself? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, can I wait for people? And they're like, yeah, people aren't coming. You, you, you mean you can wait, but there's nobody coming. And sure enough, I waited for like a minute or two, and nobody came around the corner, so... I walked through that house by myself. That's terrifying. It was. It was truly terrifying. There's a mo- there's a bit in that version of the house that I don't know if it'll come back, where there's a hallway with like eight Michael Myers dummies and two of them are real, which is something they do a lot in Horror Nights. But I couldn't tell which ones were real, and I think I moved through there faster than I moved anywhere in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Just a good old no thank you. <laughs> It's you know, if you you know too bad you can't film in the houses because it would be an amazing sight to see this fat man get up and go, <laughs> just leave. Um, so I think that'll be fun. It's I'm, I would say I'm not as hyped for it as I would be any other given year. Like in 2014, I was like, oh my god, Halloween, and this time I'm like, oh, that's cool, they're bringing it back. But I don't know if I would jump up and down to, uh, you know, it's not at the top of my list. Right. Um, the next IP is, uh, as I mentioned earlier, The Horrors of Blumhouse, also back, for this time for its third go-around. This time I'm a little more optimistic than I have been before. Uh, so The Horrors of Blumhouse is, uh, says that you'll step inside a new double feature of Blumhouse horror. Your scream squad ugh, will find yourself trapped between a frantic teen and the ruthless serial killer that she has swapped bodies with from Freaky. Then you'll try to make a desperate escape from the dark basement of the Grabber before you become his latest victim in the terrifying The Black Phone. 
both of the films that are featured this year are, in my opinion, really good and really fun. So I think that it will actually have the potential to be a good house. The problem with Horrors of Blumhouse that I think has, has in the past and has the potential to be this year is that they have a tendency to focus heavily on one of the stories that they're telling and give the short shift to the others that they're telling. Ah. Um, the first year, it was basically an insidious house with cameos from Sinister and uh, The Purge. Uh, and then the second year, it was basically a Happy Death Day house, which was great. And then The Purge at the end, because they just keep doing The Purge and they, they ran that right into the ground. Um, but uh, yeah, that one, that house was, the last house was was okay because the, the, the Happy Death Day stuff was fun because I like that movie. And Freaky is from the same director as Happy Death Day. So it has that same, it's a horror movie, but it's definitely a horror comedy. Okay. So it's meant to be, and, horror, and Freaky is basically Freaky Friday with a serial killer instead of a mom. So it's, All right. it's a very interesting, you know, it's this, this ruthless serial killer who swaps bodies with a teenage girl and her friends have to team up with her, even though she's in the body of Vince Vaughn. <laughs> okay. Uh, to try and stop the killer who is now in her body from just basically just wreaking havoc in their high school or college. I can't, I can't remember. I haven't seen the movie in a while, but in their school. Um, and then of course the black phone, which came out this year is a really great sort of supernatural movie about um, a child kidnapper coming up to face with a kid who is actually being contacted by the ghosts of his former victims trying to help him escape. Oh, uh, and uh, it's from the director of Sinister and Doctor Strange. It's a really well-written movie. Uh, it's written, the story, the original story is Joe Hill, Stephen King's son. Okay. Um, and really one of the best horror movies I've seen in a long time, because it's just super tense. Um, Ethan Hawke plays the grabber, who's like the, the, the villain, the iconic villain of the story. Uh, and while I have, you know, I have no doubt that that's not going to play any importance into the story of who plays him, it is one of the best horror performances I've ever seen. Like, you know, he's just so good in it. Um, but his character has a very iconic mask that he wears that I feel will be very Halloween Horror Nights, you know, useful, useful for Halloween Horror Nights. Because it's a, it's a devil's face, but it has, uh, it can be taken apart. So he can just wear the eyes and the horns. Or he has like three different mouths that he can put on that change the expression of the mask. So it can be smiling it can be frowning or it can be blank with no mouth at all. That is interesting. Uh, and the mask was actually designed by Tom Savini uh, of, you know, the, one of the great makeup artists. They asked yeah. him if he would be interested in designing this iconic mask for this film. And he stepped in. So I have a feeling we'll see the hell that mask will be in every fucking corner of the house. <laughs> <laughs> if you got it, um, use it. Yeah. So again, I, the previous two didn't really inspire a ton of confidence. So when it was like, Oh, they're bringing back Blumhouse. I was like, Oh no. Yeah. I was on the same boat of another one. Must we do another one? But I think they picked two movies that could be very well. Now it depends on how they split it up and, and how they, um, make the two houses work together. Cause again, the one from 2018 was a fantastic happy death day house. And then suddenly you're in the purge for like two scenes and then the house is over weird and i was like wow that's like they had like it's like they basically had no money to do the purge stuff it's very jarring but they had like a you know a mandate to include the purge because the a movie had come out that year one of the purge movies had come out that year i believe it was the first purge like the prequel 
Um, thankfully, no purge this year. No Hooray. insidious, no insidious, no purge. So it's it's all new content. I think that'll be fine. So I'm excited to see how it goes. It's probably not going to be my favorite house of the year because those kind of like weird like mashup houses tend not to be. But you know, how do you feel about that one? <laughs> I'm kind of not going to run to it at any point in time. <laughs> yes, that's what I thought. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely one of those houses where it's, you, you know, you can't, it's, it's, uh, you know, something you're now, interested in or you're not. It's not really a, yeah. And I, I mean, I, it'll definitely have its fans. And I think people will definitely, you know, there'll be people that'll say it's the best house of the year and I'll be sitting there going, yeah. See, but see. Maybe, maybe, maybe they'll surprise me and I will be the best house of the year. I don't know. Um, what I think is actually going to be the best house of the year is the next house, which is Universal Monsters Legend Co- Legends Collide. Um, again, this is the third year that they're well, technically fourth, but uh, third year they're bringing the Universal Monsters back to the event in a row, and I'm just, just keep doing it forever. Universal, it's please. fine. It's fine. You know, I'm sure you can keep coming up with new stories to have them coming back because it, it's it's fine by me because every year it's always a banger. <laughs> um, yep. Uh, but this one is Universal Monsters Legends Collide, and they what Universal has to say is, say is, if you thought one Universal Monster was scary, how about three? Better summon your Scream Squad. Again. Because uh, you're about to get caught in the middle of an epic battle between the Wolfman, Dracula, and the Mummy together for the first time ever. I don't know about that, but... Anyway, uh, <laughs> Uh, their mission to find the amulet that will break their curse, and they'll destroy anyone who gets in their way. As I understand it, the basic plot is the Wolfman is seeking a way to break his curse, uh, which it lies in the tomb of the mummy. And then for whatever reason, Dracula gets involved. Yeah, that sounds right. Just, you know, be vampire, do crime, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm excited because it's going to be set in like, the, like, the, like an Egyptian tomb. So it's going to be set in the world of the mummy, but have all three of those characters. And I think the mummy is definitely the universal monster that's gotten the short stick in the last couple of years of universal monster content. Yeah. He had a, the, the mummy scene in the one in 29, uh, 2019 was amazing. Yeah, it was. Had, it was pretty good. That was one of my favorite scenes in that house. And then he hasn't, he had you know, obviously had nothing to do with Bride of Frankenstein because he's not involved in that story. Mm-hmm. Um, so having him come back and sort of be sort of the, you know, the central focal point of at least the, the location and setting, I'm all about it. It's going to be really cool. Um, and you know, Dracula still owes me money from many years ago, so I have to go and you're not getting it back. <laughs> no, I'm never getting it no, back. I got to got to hire the uh, the law offices of Van Helsing and <laughs> get, get some debt collection services going on over here. No, um, I, I do feel bad for the Dracula actor because I have a feeling he's going to get at least a couple people a night being like, "You owe me money," and he's going to be like, "What the hell does that even mean?" <laughs> Um, but, uh, um, but anyways, uh, I saw a post the other day that somebody was like, which team are you on Wolfman, Dracula, or the mummy? So uh, I'll, I'll go with mine in a second, but what team are you on? Oh gosh. I don't know. Um, I've always been a Dracula fan right. just in general. So I guess I'm just going to have to go with him, but I don't know his context in the story. So I don't know. Uh, I'm going to go with the mummy just because I love, I love Egyptian stuff. And I think the mummy is a very underused character, especially since they haven't really touched on him heavily since the, like the original, like the movies in the, in the nineties. Yeah, no, they really haven't. Um, uh, and of course they, they, they haven't really didn't, they, they kind of blew their chance with the one with Tom Cruise, but um, yeah, that was, that was not great. 
But the mummy did get each of the uh, the, the Brendan Fraser, you know, mum, mummy movies did get a haunted house at Horror Nights. So it has, you know, it has a legacy there. So it's cool to see the mummy come back in a bigger context. Yeah, that's well, gonna be great. Um, and the Wolfman's always fun. So I have a, I have a feeling they'll bring back his bungee scare. That was such a cool scare, though. Um, you know, I, obviously, I don't know exactly how the set's going to be, but that one is in a soundstage. No, no, sorry, that one's in the parade building. That one's in the the uh, the old parade building, so where they had Beetlejuice last year. Yes. So a fairly big location for them to uh, to to explore and play with. So I think that'll be fun. Uh, it's actually it's interesting. Uh, I believe all of the uh, soundstage houses this year's are original houses. There's not an IP in the soundstage. Are you sure? Yeah, because weekend is weekend is in the new parade building where yep, um, yep. Uh, Hill House was last year. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Halloween. No, Halloween is in the soundstage. That's right. I, I was going to say, I thought there was at least one. Yeah, Halloween is in the soundstage. But that's the only one. Because Horrors of Blumhouse is in the new location at Fast and the Furious. Yes. And Monsters is in the old parade building. Right. Um, the other, uh, and the, so, but uh, yeah, so Halloween is the is the one. I, I can't believe I already said that in the podcast. I'm like, it's going to be in the soundstage. And then 10 minutes later, there's nothing in the soundstage. Just good job, Donald. What a yeah. Horror Nights expert you are. <laughs> Um, but, uh, so, but now we're moving on to the original content, which is the majority of the content. <laughs> I'm very excited for it. I'm a lot of these. I'm really psyched to see the one. This is the one and the one I'm about to talk about is probably my most anticipated of the original content, because I just, as soon as I read the description, I was like, son of a bitch, I'm in. It's such a, a unique location and time frame, and all the elements coming together is going to make it just so, yeah. so different. And, of course, we're talking about Spirits of the Coven. Uh, so for the longest time, I believe that the working title for this was just, like, Witches or something like that. And I was just like, oh, okay, so it's going to be, is it going to be, like, you know, like, Wizard of Oz-style witches? Or is it going to be, you know, what is it? And then it was, so it's a coven of beautiful flapper witches will lure you into their 1920s speakeasy, reveal their haggish form, and turn your scream squad into a witch's brew. They'll be cackling, you'll be screaming. And I'm like, yeah, that's everything I want in a haunted house. There you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, it's, if, it, if you can combine the... Because first off, the flapper, like the, like the flapper girls from the 1920s is a really cool setting for a witch story. It really is. Um, and then going from that to like, they'll turn into their haggish form. And I'm like, I really hope we get some of the same humor that they had last year, like in, in um, uh realm of the pumpkin where they where they had the witch hitting the guy on the head trying and right. saying get back in there get an ingredient <laughs> so like that kind of like i was like if it's a combination of like the cool location and like the silly hag witch absolutely i will i will be on board um and it's, that was that i remember when they posted because they posted all the like all of those houses at once because mm-hmm. they really they had a really truncated announcement season this year even more yeah, so than did. last year and uh, why? I don't know. I'm sure there were some legal reasons behind it. And uh, it kind of reminded me of years before, like, 20, like 2016 is when they really started spreading the announcements out a little bit, 2016, 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, prior to that, you know, they would just be like, it'd be like, you know, it'd be like July. And they'd be like, oh, by the way, here's the haunted houses. <laughs> you know? Right. So, but then again, now the event starts much sooner than it did back then. So. That's true. 
we literally have it's September 2nd is when it starts. So we have an, an entire month of September and the entire month of October. I am here for it. I say that like I'm going to be there a lot, but I'm I, that does excite me because it gives me time to get down there <laughs> rather yes. than because it used to be. In fact, there were times where it wouldn't start until October. Like it'd be like the first week of October would be Halloween Horror Nights or right. like the last week of September. And so now that it's like September 1st, it's Halloween Horror Nights. But of course, it makes the money. So they got to keep they keep. I wouldn't be surprised if we see an August start date in the next couple of years, kind of keeping up with Disney. I'm OK with that. Except for the heat, I mean, I'm fine with that. The heat is garbage. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's been hot here too, but like, I, I, I can't, I like Florida. I'm just like, God, just can't imagine. It is, it has been hot and it has been stormy. So of course, we're fully expecting opening night to be nothing but torrential downpours. So bring a poncho, um, and a boat. Yeah. Um. So, uh, but that, that house I think is probably going to be my favorite of the originals. Now I've said that before and then been completely wrong. So I have no idea, but (laughs) fair, fair. Um, you know, I remember uh, 2017, there was a house that was basically angels versus demons. And I remember thinking that's going to be my favorite house. It sounds amazing. And I think I went through it three times. (laughs) (laughs) It was not as amazing as you'd hoped. It just was, the sets were fantastic. And I just, but I just didn't care about any of the scares in that particular house. Um, to the point where I can't even remember what it's called. I think it was called the fallen. <laughs> All right. Yep. Yeah. But so, and it was like, you know, like basically angels versus demons. Although I don't know if that's what they called them in the house, but that's what it was. A lot of stilt walkers in that house. Um, All right. but anyways, I think so. I, it's hard to it's hard to determine what will be my favorite before the event starts. But spirits of the coven sounds like it has all of the ingredients to make that you know witch's brew that's perfect for what I want. <laughs> I'm I'm intrigued to see it. I am, but it's not at the top of my list of things I'm I'm really curious about. Ah, uh, the next one, which is I suppose not controversial, but it's been it's been the thing that everyone's like, oh god, about the most. It is is, at the top of my list of things I'm anticipating. (laughs) (laughs) Which is bugs, bugs eaten alive. Um, The, the bug house as many people are calling it. And uh, yeah, uh, from what I've heard, the creatives of that house don't like walking through it very much because it creeps them out. And that's with the lights on. (laughs) Fantastic. Um, Well, while touring a 1950s home of the future, you'll be surrounded by the sl- Oh, my screen just died. That's not great. Hold on. What a technological marvel I am over here. <laughs> oh, I'll read it. I've got it. While touring a 1950s home of the future, you'll be surrounded by the slime of bugs everywhere as hordes of many-legged terrors descend upon you and your, get it, scream squad. You'll be dropping oh. like flies. There's that scream squad again. <laughs> yeah, it is quite cringy, and it is in almost every description. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, that is definitely uh, a house that I will probably go through. <laughs> Indeed, but now, it, it it's it's not. I mean, I'm, don't get me wrong. I think the idea is fantastic, but I also know that I like like little like 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 squirmy bugs, like cocktail, like cockroaches, cocktails. Well, cockroaches <laughs> and you get squirmy co- cocktails. Cocktails. <laughs> I think I need a cocktail. I think that's what my brain is telling me. But, um, but like, like cockroaches and worms and like those kind of bugs, I'm like, uh, I don't know. So, so the question is, is really, is this the 
comedic house of the year or is there are like playing this one straight i don't know i have a feeling it, it sounds like it could be easily done for comedy that's what i'm thinking because it's it's very like b movie material because yeah. it's in the 50s i'm thinking giant tarantula bugs you know you can have little creepy ones too but i'm thinking the costumes are going to be just over the top ridiculousness Right, and I'm sure that they'll also have like people who are like covered in little like you know stick-on cockroaches mm-hmm. and slime and stuff, and, mm-hmm. and oh, victim because Horror Nights is one of the few places I know that does victims a lot in their houses. Yes, a lot of places that I've been previous to going to Horror Nights would just have monsters in the houses, and you're right. a victim, which right. that's fine, but also it also helps to sort of sell the story that if there's if you see a person getting eaten by a bug rather than just the bugs, yes, you so, could be next. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I have a feeling that that house is going to be really, f- I think it's going to be very colorful and fun. I think that's one, one thing it's going to be. Um, so I, I, I'm not like, it's not at the top of my list just because of the fact that I think I'm actually going to, it's actually going to like squick me out a little bit, but. <laughs> fair, fair. I'm, I'm just very curious about it. Um, but I think now I'm also not particularly fond of the queue line for that house because it, they're wrapping it around men in black. Uh, so mm, you're going to go yes, in over right. by like where the, the, where usually the men in black house would be like the, like where, um, uh, Car- Carrie was last year, but they're not doing a house at that location this year. Instead, you're going to wrap around the, the show building of men in black and head that way. And if they include a lot of switchbacks, it's going to be almost a mile of walking. <laughs> yeah, no, it's going to be a lot. So I'm not sure what I'm going to do. So that one might get skipped just by physical nature, but we'll see. Um, then the next house, which this is the house that I remember being like, really, we're doing that. But, and I'm also curious as to whether or not this one might be the comic comedy house. It, I don't know if they're going to play it straight. Yeah. Which is a Fiesta de Chupacabras. Um, now I have heard from, there's a creator, a creative that's on team that's been doing the houses that was very, very happy to talk about that house because he has, um, he's, you know, he's, he has, you know, Latin American heritage and he was really excited that this house isn't a joke and isn't oh. making fun of like that mythology, but rather telling it from a really, from a, from a, you know, from a straightforward point of view. So I don't okay. know if it'll be a comedy house in the yeah, sense that they'll play it straight. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, you visit a Latin American village where the legend of the creature, the Chupacabras is celebrated with a colorful fiesta and the streets are lined with the crimson blood of tourists like you and your amigos. That feels a little weird to say, but uh, mm, yes, but at least they didn't say scare squad or screen squad. Um, so I'll take it. But that one I think is going to be, first off, I love the mythology of a chupacabra. It's a, it's a, it's a really fascinating, like, you know, cryptid creature. Uh, and to see it portrayed in a haunted house will be interesting. And to see if they portray it, uh, you know, in a way that isn't disrespectful. <laughs> right. I, I, I'm just here for the goats. Yeah, I hope there's lots of goats. There are um, not goat references. I will be very upset. <laughs> now, uh, as I said in the intro uh, to, to the listeners, that we are recording this as the gates have opened for preview night for cat for team members. Yes. And I said there wouldn't be any spoilers, and I, and I won't go any – and so far I haven't seen any specific spoilers. But a good friend of mine said that the Chupacabras are all very good boys and deserve a nice pat on the head. <laughs> okay. And I was like <laughs> – I don't know if that's a that for me that's a ringing endorsement, but also <laughs> I don't. I am that's curious. What, that's yeah. what that is. So um, next up is a house that is very clearly a replacement house. Indeed, um, but 
And when they first, when it first got rumored to be what it is, all they said was prison. And I was like, what does that mean? Yeah. Uh, so I wasn't, I did not have any hype for it. But when they announced what it actually is, I'm actually quite excited to hear what it's going to be. It's I called, think it could be cool. It sounds, it's called Hellblock Horror. And it says, enter a prison whose savage inmates are monstrous creatures. If they break free from their cells, it's a death sentence for everyone. And I think that is um, truly uh, a really a, a byline that gets me going. Well, now you have my attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sounds a little bit like um, I don't know how familiar you are with this particular, but it's called SCP, um, which is a like sort of an online sort of mythology of like weird items and creatures and things like that that are sort of like brushed under the rug by the government. Okay. Uh, and now I don't think it's going to be exactly like that because that has a very specific sort of like Area 51 surreal mm-hmm. like backrooms feel. Whereas I think this is going to be more of like an actual prison. But um, I think I think it's going to have sort of that sort of like, oh, these are creatures that shouldn't be allowed into the civilized world. And so they're going to be scary. And I think that's going to be fun. I'm really excited to see what they've created. Because I will say they usually do get pretty creative when they have to when, to, to to replace a house. Yeah. yeah, and I I still think my theory is, is probably right as to what this one was originally intending to be. Yeah, well, you said it was that it was probably Stranger Things, and this is like the prison scenes from Russia, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know because uh, I know that there was talk that they were going to do Stranger Things and they weren't because uh, they their, their their relationship with Netflix is sort of on the rocks, which I don't I, I don't know because again I I. I know people who are in the know, but I don't tend to ask questions. Sure. Because <laughs> I don't want to, I'm just like, it's not my place. I don't know. <laughs> uh, and I also don't want to seem like one of those people that's just like, well, a friend of mine told me such and such, this, that, and the other thing. Cause it just never, right. it sounds, you know, uh, you know, it sounds like you're a Disney bus driver. Who's like, my uncle works for Walt Disney himself. <laughs> and he's going to, they said they're going to replace avatar with, uh, with Smurfs, you know, like, <laughs> um, whatever. Easy blue anyway uh but yeah so i think i think uh i mean you could quite possibly be very right i have no idea but again i think that will be a very interesting house because of how uh they've had to sort of put on their creative thinking caps and work on a much tighter schedule than they normally do which honestly might make it all that even better just because they've had to to really jump in head first um the last time they had to do that i think the house turned out fantastic um which was in um uh, 2017, they had um, Hive, which was a vampire-themed house. Right. And that was supposed to be The Conjuring. Interesting. Okay. Uh, and, and walking through the, through the house, you can see, oh, yep, yeah, this is the house. Like, this is similar to the house from The Conjuring. But they were able to turn it into something completely different. And I know a lot of people give that house flack because they're just like, oh, it wasn't that good. But I think that house was amazing. It's probably one of the most creative stories I've seen them come up with. Rather than just be, oh, vampires, they came up with a reason why they're all in one house. <laughs> That's good. And that basically it's a hive of vampires who live there and everything like that. And it was just, and it was set in Cary, Ohio. And, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was a really good house. Uh, the only thing that sucked was the facade because the facade was literally just the poster for the house on vinyl in front of the entrance to the house. Ooh. But I think that was because they just didn't have time to yep. create something that could go there. Because normally that's, it was in the tent house where, like um, where um, uh, 
realm of the pump, you know, the you know the pump realm of the pumpkins was last year. Depths of Fear. Um, They usually have a really great facade there, and I think it was just the time and budget. But I will I will sing the praises of the hive for as long as I as long as I live because I thought it was a fantastic house. And it's funny people oh that house sucked, and I'm like you suck. (laughs) (laughs) No, the vampires suck. (laughs) Well, yes, Uh, and it was very much like you know like Nosferatu slash. uh, Salem's Lot style vampire, so it was like very... I, I would have really enjoyed that. I think because of that style of a vampire choice, because I always yeah. find that interesting because it isn't as done as often as as all the others. Yeah, I remember when they had one of the vampires in Vamp eighty five have like the two front forward fangs, yes. <laughs> and I was thinking, I'm like, hey, that's cool because they don't normally they have the regular fangs, but that one's got like the Nosferatu fangs, and uh, you know the uh, the, the uh, Salem's Lot fangs. So very cool, but again, I think you know. Like like that, I think Hellblock Horror has a chance to be a very cool house, and because of its location, it's in one of the sound stages. I think that they probably have a lot more leeway to get away with uh, changing it than they would have if it was like in a tent or something like that. Right. Yeah. Uh, another sound stage house, which um, is sounds fantastic, is Dead Man's Pier, Winter's Wake. This is a former scare zone that is now a house. Yes. The scare zone was Dead Man's Wharf, so it's a little different, but clearly it's the same story, just set in a different section of town, essentially. Um, but it's in a New England village, fishing village. Uh, undead fishermen escape from the waves to seek their revenge. You and your Scream Squad may have es- escaped their hooks in the scare zone. And my screen died again. I need to set that better. Uh- <laughs> Now um, they'll reel you in and drag you under. Thank you, Dustin. They'll reel you in and drag you under. Uh, why is my screensaver set for like 30 seconds? I don't know. But um, but um, so in 2016, Dead Man's Wharf was a scare zone, and it was actually the scare zone of the year. It was voted scare zone of the year, which was surprising because that was also the year that Vamp 55 existed. But scare zone of the year doesn't necessarily mean it's the, the best or the most popular. There's a lot of factors that go into it. Sure. But that scare zone was really cool. Uh, my only issue with that scare zone was that it was in the San Francisco area, like in front of the exit of Fast and the Furious now. And it was a they were still constructing Fast and the Furious. So there was work walls up and it was a pinch point. Ugh. So it was just crowded and always awkward to walk through. They built basically a giant like hull of a ship in the middle of the street and looked great. Hard to walk through. <laughs> and so it became the scare zone that you would avoid when it got busy. Um, similar to like Trip TV last year or Rob Zombie the year before, where it was just, it was, it's even if you like those scare zones, it was so crowded, you just didn't want to be there. Right. It was really um, hard to walk through those. Uh, so, um, but now it's a house, it's in a soundstage. And from what I've been told, it's going to be similar to when they did uh, a house a couple years ago um, called Lightning Gulch um, or a uh, a ghost town, which was basically like a cowboy ghost town thing. So it's going to be a similar vibe where it's going to be big open spaces in the soundstage to make it feel like you're in an, like an actual environment. That sounds really fun. Uh, and it's set during the winter since it's winter's wake. So it's right. a soundstage where so they're going to pump that AC up. So it's cold in there. That's fine. Cause it's going to be miserable outside. Yep. <laughs> uh, the only, the only time it will not be fine is when it rains. Yep. That's not fun at all. <laughs> so that's when it sucks. But, um, and I've heard that the sets are going to be fantastic and it's going to be wide open spaces. Uh, and if they use the same sort of costumes and makeup, it's going to be really neat. Uh, I know that like 
when I first heard about the scare zone before they first announced it, I thought of like fishermen with like long white beards and hair and everything like that. And no, they went for like gross blobby, like completely, you know, covered in barnacles, you know, Davy Jones style monsters. Uh-huh. Very pirates is what I was thinking. Very yeah. pirate. And, uh, but they're wearing like the Gordon's fisherman, like, you know, yellow slicker type <laughs> things. So, um, and uh, of course it, it is very, uh, very reminiscent of John Carpenter's the fog. Yes. Um, almost the same plot. <laughs> it's just called something different, Fair. but, um, but it, it, it has that same vibe. And I, the scare zone had that vibe. And I think this one, will, the house will have that vibe 10 times. So it's going to be, I think that's going to be a really fun one. Yeah. I'm very excited for that one too. That's that one's also on my, my list. It's up there. Uh, and then the last house last, but certainly not least is called descendants of destruction. And it is essentially, from what I understand, sort of a sequel in spirit to Seeds of Destruction from 2019. Uh, oh, 18. Yeah, 2018. Sorry. Yeah. 2018. Uh, careful not to leave any of your Scream Squad ugh, behind <laughs> as you descend the subway tunnels of a deserted New York. Lurking in the dark are hungry mutants looking to feast on the last remnants of humanity. Uh, from what I've heard, it has a very similar vibe to. Uh, um, seeds of destruction where it's just like completely wrecked environments but this time instead of being in a mall in Arizona you're in the subways of New York so it's the same I think it's the same story but it's told from a different location that's cool because it's a good house too and considering that they're like you're surviving I think the, the last remnants of humanity I think this one might take place before seeds of destruction because seeds of destruction was supposedly humanity had been erased at that point Yes. Um, so I think this might be sort of a, a prequel in spirit because <laughs> it takes place, but humanity still exists. Um, now, nothing in the description mentions plants or you know, you know, plant life or things like that. But from what I've heard, it's very much a you know, it's very much in line with that. And I'm very excited because that was the surprise house of the year for me when in 2018 because I remember hearing that and going, "That sounds stupid," right? <laughs> <laughs> and then and then being like. Oh no, this house is fantastic. <laughs> it was very good. Um, and you know, so going back into that that story with that I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm good with that. That's gonna be the the absolute best. So I think the houses this year for the most part all sound like they they're gonna be fantastic. Yes. Uh now Obviously, you know, without having been in any of them, there's always usually one that you end up going, well, that wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. Uh, like last year, uh, I hate to say it, but Beetlejuice. It was, it, was a, it was a pretty house. It was a good house if you wanted to get the immersiveness of the environment like you were in the movie. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't a scary house by any means. It was more of a – it would have been a great photo opportunity. Right. And I, I was like, oh, this is this is a great walkthrough. And don't get me wrong, having and I think the actors all did a fantastic job with what they were doing. Because like, I know some people hear, oh, Beetle just wasn't that great. And the actors are like, oh, come on, man. I'm like, no, it's not you at all. You did a fantastic job. Like one of my friends was Lydia in that house and she killed it every time. Like She was just fantastic. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, you had the Beetlejuice. That was the Barker Beetlejuice. That fantastic. But like I said, like it's one of those things where it's like sometimes you always have a house that you go, I'm so excited, and it just doesn't meet match your expectations. I think part of Beetlejuice's problem is that I also saw it the year before, mm-hmm. and I thought that it was going to improve, and it didn't it really, did. it yeah, didn't change. Did. It's just, you know, the other two houses that were there the year before actually added stuff. They did, and, I, and so Beetlejuice, uh, and Beetlejuice didn't really. So I was just like, uh. 
Um, but that's 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 horror nights for you. There's always going to be something that disappoints, and with ten haunted houses, it, you know it's it's hard to hit them all on the head. And sometimes yeah. they do. Sometimes they, they they're all firing on all cylinders. I think um, twenty twenty nineteen was pretty close to it being a perfect year. Um, and uh, and then twenty and then last year was I think also pretty strong, even with Beetlejuice. It was just one of those things where it just was a lot of it. Beetlejuice and mon- you know, the monsters and the Tooth Fairy kind of felt less than impressive because we'd already seen them. Yep. <laughs> um, so, but that's not their fault. Um, just, you know, COVID times. <laughs> Don't miss that. But uh, yeah, and uh, apparently, speaking of COVID times, they've officially said that this year we'll have no... Uh, plexiglass or vinyl separations oh, between hey. scare actors and stuff like that. And I know in some areas they're even bringing back like the stuff in face, which yeah. Um, in some ways I'm like yeah, in some ways I'm just like ah, oh, didn't miss that to be honest. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, uh, hopefully people aren't sneezing into that shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, wash your hands. Uh, so now moving on to the scare zones, which I think this year has the strongest lineup of scare zones I have seen in a very long time. Now that's of course going only on design from what we've seen in the streets and the, the plots, but hot damn. Yeah. So this is where the event gets really cohesive. All of the scare zones sort of fit into that idea of celebrating sort of classic Halloween. Um, and uh, the first scare zone, Horrors of Halloween, actually ties all the scare zones together because it has elements of all the scare zones in one. Uh, that one is the Pumpkin Lord uh, from last year's uh, Realm of the Pumpkin. Um, Ooh, wicked growth. Wicked growth, Realm of the Pumpkin. Uh, is the spirit of Halloween and has taken over this year's event. Summoning hordes of fiendish creatures, terror has taken root. And I don't know if you've seen any more recent pictures or the last time you went to Universal, but like they have like green vines growing up the Halloween Horror Nights sign. And oh my god, I'm living for and, it. And they have little like set pieces that like have vines and pumpkins, but they also have like one of them has candy for the for the sweet revenge scare zone. One of them has scarecrows. One of them has witches. It, it, one of them has like you know con- you know. Uh, like uh, cauldrons and one of them has gravestones. So I'm like, it's very clear that this should, you know, this is, they're trying to basically tie the event together. Yeah. And all those at least in the streets are classic vintage Halloween feel, all those things together, make it work. So having that yeah. as a scare zone in itself is perfect. It's, it's basically like, it's the vibe of trick or treat, but with an original universal feel. And I love it. Uh, so, uh, so I think that's going to be cool. And of course I actually saw a pu- picture of the pumpkin Lord tonight from the preview, uh, uh-huh. welcoming people. And I'm like, it's so cool. It's so cool. I'm like, that's going to be the coolest entrance to the event. It makes me want to take a selfie with the pumpkin Lord now is giving me vibes. I'm, I'm about it. Yeah. Um, and it's funny cause it makes me, it made me go, maybe I don't want to do stay and scream when I go, maybe I want to do like, you know, come in when the, when the event opens and be there for the pumpkin Lord, like welcoming everybody in. Are you saying that he walks up to the gates? No, he he's, he's in his little pumpkin. Thing, yeah. But I think, I think there will be obviously there will be stilt walkers and other people walking up to the gates as always. I've heard that there is a moment, but they didn't do it tonight because of the rain. Fair. Um, but I've heard that there is a big moment. There are sounds, and basically, it's basically setting up that he's growing Halloween from the ground up. Yes. I'm just like this is I, I know again. 
mild spoiler they're not really because again i don't i haven't seen any footage or any anything like that just seen pictures but i i can't wait for that scares and, and it's funny because that scare zone is usually the one that i kind of write off because it's always it's always just kind of like eh, it's like yep. the, it's the entryway people just walk through it to get places and this year i feel like it's going to be a little bit different maybe a place you'll actually sit and watch a little bit yeah the very least, go get yourself a picture with the pumpkin lord. And they brought back the red Halloween Horror Night sign that they had last year, which I think mm-hmm. is really cool. Because that's obviously from an, like that's from like the old school Halloween Horror Nights days back in like the nineties, right? And so when they brought that back last year, I was like, oh, that's a really cool nod for the thirtieth anniversary. But they brought it back again this year, and I'm just like, hell yeah! <laughs> um, so the next scare zone that is on the list is over in uh, Central Park, which is obviously the normally the like spooky pumpkin zone. But this year it's Scarecrow, Cursed Soil. Um, and it's at an abandoned farm. Scarecrows have risen from the crust of the earth to hunt you and seek revenge. They'll harvest your screams. And they have legitimately built a barn in that, in that street. <laughs> they have. So, and it looks really, really cool. And I'm like, that's cool. And it's, it's sort of a spinoff of the house Scarecrow from... Um, 2017, which was one of the best houses I've ever been through. Yes. So taking that and putting it in the streets, obviously it's going to be a little less claustrophobic than it was in the house, although that street is pretty narrow and claustrophobic. Uh, it but it it will be so it'll be a different feel. But I think bringing those characters back is going to be fun. Um, and what's interesting is it also ties into the Hollywood event because this year they're doing Scarecrow as a house, and it's the first year that they've ever sort of been like, oh, we like that idea from from Hollywood, we're going to bring it over here. Not from Orlando, we're going to bring it over to Hollywood. Right. Because um, this year, most of the houses in Hollywood are also original content. Well, not most of but a good chunk of them, which is very rare for Hollywood. Yeah. Now, a lot of it is recycled content. They're bringing back, like, their La Llorona house, which was also one of their more popular. They actually did that, and we actually ended up going, we like that, and we brought it over here. So <laughs> sometimes that happens. Um, but it's cool that there's scarecrows on both coasts. <laughs> cool. Um and uh yeah so i think that one's gonna be fun and plus the uh, the vibes are just gonna be old creepy farm in the middle of fall um that's actually one of the few scare zones i've watched footage from from tonight at the event and i went yeah i'm gonna like that scare zone especially at dark when it's dark i think that's gonna be a fantastic i'm very place to walk through very, very um nice. now comes this is probably my most anticipated thing of the entire event because it's a combination of entirely my aesthetic and it's a story that they've actually gone into great detail to tell, which is Sweet Revenge. Uh, the sweets from Major Sweets Candy Company have turned children into crazed killers. This Halloween's all trick, no treat, and total mayhem. And the idea is that it is a classic Halloween festival in the middle of a city. Um, with all the like family-friendly Halloween trappings, like really fun family-friendly pumpkins and you know jack-o'-lanterns. And they have like full like Halloween floats from parade and all that stuff. And the idea is that the sweets are driving the kids to be killers, which is fun, but like it's colorful and it's like got like that really fun family friendly Halloween that I also really enjoy <laughs> mixed with the scary of Halloween Horror Nights. It's a great blend. Which I, th- and I think what's really cool is that it is the first time they've really taken the effort to tie it into the tribute store. Yeah, And the tribute store is right there. Now, typically, the tribute store is just sort of, it's there. Uh, there was one year where they kind of definitely themed it to be um, the, um, 
like to fit into the zone, which was um, the year that that zone was Zombieland. They tried to make it fit like it was in a carnival setup. Mm-hmm. But the inside of the store had nothing to do with the scare zone. Um, and this year, they kept the facade from the summer tribute store, which was a movie theater, and they've written this elaborate backstory about how this movie theater had a terrible tragedy where the owners died and the son uh, of the owners took up ownership and tried to bring the theater back to life. And it was starting to gain um, popularity again, but then people were being poisoned by the candy they were serving. Hmm. So it closed unceremoniously. And then the mayor of the town wanted to reopen it and a mysterious new candy company offered to step in and help the major sweets candy company. And you find out that it is the owner, the, uh, the child of the owners of the old theater who is now seeking revenge because he knows somebody in the town killed his family. Oh, that's really fun. And it kind of reminds me of like a weird twisted Pied Piper story where he's going to tw- turn the kids against the parents in the town um, to get revenge for something that happened to him in the past. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's really messed up and fun and wild. And the fact that it ties into what is going to be in the physical tribute store this year, which is themed to like a, like an old carnival dark ride that's been set up inside the, 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 the empty guts of the movie theater. Yeah. It's going to be really, really cool. I can't wait to walk through the tribute store. And uh, for anybody that was paying attention uh, all throughout the summer, uh, there was a table at the end of the, the summer tribute store. That was like a projectionist table, like with like film reels and stuff like that. Yep. And there were little newspaper clippings that were setting up this story that kept getting added. Like every week, a different newspaper clipping would show up and it would basically be like the tribute store closes due to tragic death of owners and, Oh, it reopens. And then it closes because of poisoning rumor, you know, myth, you know, all that stuff. And then, then it started advertising the fall festival with major sweets. That's um, and they're tying in major suites to they're, they're selling a t-shirt for major suites in the tribute store, which I think is really cool. <laughs> um, they're they're One of the food items is a major suites ice cream sandwich, which looks like it's a, it's a giant can uh, cookie that looks like a piece of um, candy corn with ice cream in the middle. Oh my God. Uh, and apparently the, the cookie tastes like candy corn, but then the ice cream is like a vanilla. So I was like, wow, that's actually, that sounds really good. <laughs> Does it sound terrible? And I don't like candy corns. That interesting. But you know, um, apparently, from what I've been told, the ice cream cuts the sweetness of the candy corn, so it's actually a nice combo. I'm sure. Um, but oh my god! So that's I think, and it's funny because like you know, sort of you know, creepy guys and top hats and long tail coats, you know, sort of carnival esque characters are always my my jam at Halloween Horror Nights. <laughs> whether it be actual carnival characters like Jack the Clown or the characters from Carnival Graveyard, or in this case, this guy. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm super into it. <laughs> it's gonna be fun. I, I have a feeling that because you know when I come down, I'm gonna only gonna get to go for a couple of nights, but I do have a feeling that one of the nights I'm probably gonna spend a good amount of time in there just watching. Yep. And getting. Um, the next one is again like all these scare zones are fantastic. I, I have nothing bad to say about any of these scare zones. <laughs> um, from for now, uh, you know, obviously they might change when they come. We you know they come out, but I, I don't think so. Uh, there's graveyard deadly unrest uh, on All Hallows Eve. A dark storm descends upon a uh, cemetery, awakens long dead spirits. No one living can escape them. 
Uh, it's not said anywhere explicitly, but it does have very big graveyard games vibes from oh, a couple yeah. years ago. Oh yeah. Uh, it's a different cemetery. I know that for a fact. Like the cemetery is, is, is so it's not the same. But because uh, the first time I was like, oh, are they making a graveyard game scare zone? Not really, but it is the same yeah. vibe. <laughs> Which I'm a little bummed because I would love to see the the like the actual ghosts of the punks from the opening of the original house. That was like a like a tie-in, but yes. That's just me being a Halloween Horror Nights nerd and being like, bring back those really those fun characters. But uh, the the scare zone looks fantastic. Like the fact that they've been able to actually, and I don't want to crap on anybody that worked in the the parade at Universal because I know that that was closed and it was sad that a lot of people that worked there kind of had to shift jobs around. Sure. But I'm I'm. It's kind of neat to see what they can do when they know they're not going to have a parade. Right. Um. So the fact that they actually have full set pieces that are out on the streets and have been on the streets for like a month now. <laughs> Yes, they have, withstanding yeah. all the weather. Yeah, so uh, fantastic. And I think that's going to be really good. Plus, you know, any cemetery set piece is going to be always fun. You know, creepy ghouls and ghosts and skeletons and stuff. Um, uh, I don't know if you saw this. They have a David T-shirt. Um, it's uh, It's got the Pumpkin Lord as, like, the, the thing. And it's basically, like, something about, like, you know, you're surrounded by scares or something like that. But it has little pieces from all the scare zones on it. Mm-hmm. And one of them, the piece for the for Graveyard Deadly Unrest, is a skeleton dressed up as a human retreating. <laughs> <laughs> like it's got a little, little mask of a person with a little trick-or-treat bag. And I'm like, that is the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. Of course, only, only a weirdo like us would be like, oh, the skeleton is so cute. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you are not incorrect. Uh. But then again, this is the Halloween Horror Nights uh, crowd, which la- basically made a icon out of a pumpkin from last year. So, yeah, that they did. Yep. Yep. Uh, we'll talk about Little Boo in a second, I think. But um, <laughs> Conjure the Dark is the last scare zone, which is the uh, it's sort of the witchy vibe of the year because they're kind of going through all the little boxes, like you know, ghosts, skeletons, <laughs> witches, pumpkins. And uh, so this one is on the first. Uh, All Hallows' Eve, an evil sorceress called forth monstrosities from a dark dimensions, and now your blood will fuel them. And that scare zone has some really cool set pieces. I haven't like, seen any of them, to be honest. Um, it's They've got like a stage that's sort of, fortunately, it's set a little further back than it normally would be, so it's maybe not as much of a pinch point. But it's got like these huge like stone arches with runes all over them and a cauldron. Uh, the doors can open so they can bring people in and out. Very cool. Uh, and then they have brought back what I like, what I have affectionately referred to as Evil Splash Mountain, which are these like three or four set pieces that they built for a scare zone for 2017, and they've just used them like f- every year since. Okay. <laughs> By either repainting them or uh, you know whatever, but they basically are these rock formations with like tree roots growing out of them, so they look like the top of Splash Mountain. <laughs> gotcha. Um, and uh, they're they're back, and they're they're good boo holes, so I think that's why they keep using them because they're just. They're very foresty theme. I think they had one or two of them last year in the uh, the um, Gorewood Forest. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're just really they're good all purpose foresty, creepy thing. I remember one year they had like a hell scare zone, and they um... oh no, these were built for 2016. I'm I'm, I'm think about it. These were built for 2016. They brought them back in 2017, but painted all the tree roots red because the scare zone was like in hell. Okay. And then they painted them back to normal, and now they just keep showing back up every couple of years. <laughs> hey, you know, I, you know, it's you got to save money somewhere. Yep, it is the most expensive Halloween event in Orlando. So, 
Um, but uh, yeah, I think that one's going to be fun. And you know, witches and cauldrons and casting spells on people. They'll have a little. I think they're going to have like a sacrifice show type thing going on. Right. So, um, I mean, we'll see how long that lasts because every time they do that, it tends to not last for the whole season. But um, yeah, I remember my first year going was 2014, and they had the Voodoo Queen was in, they had a Voodoo scare zone, and the Voodoo Queen sacrificed did like a live sacrifice every like hour on the hour <laughs> and in the stage, you know, and uh, that lasted for a little while, but then the videos of ISIS beheading people started coming out. Yes. Yes. Uh, and so universal pulled the plug on that real quick. The voodoo queen would still come out and talk, but it was, she no longer was sacrificing someone to the voodoo gods. Lame. You know, that scare zone was dope. And then they turned it into dead waters, which is one of my favorite, one of my favorite haunted houses. So, um, but, uh, what I love is that this year they've definitely taken several concepts that have been either houses and made them into scare zones or in some, in like in the case of dead man's pier, taking a scare zone and making it a house. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's honoring the history of the event in a way that's different from like the normal, like nostalgia of the mm-hmm. event. Like, like last year where they're like, Hey, it's Carrie. Hey, it's Jack the clown. Hey, it's this, that, the other thing this year. It's like, Hey, we're going to do new stuff, but it's going to be stuff that's going to remind you of stuff we've done before. Yes. Um, now, obviously, in some cases, like the Pumpkin Lord coming back, it's you know a direct sequel to last year. Yes. But uh, and of course, the Pumpkin Lord brings along everybody's favorite little Boo. We love that. Um, uh, now, if you do not know who Little Boo is, which you'd have to be under a rock at this point, I think. Um, <laughs> there's a there was a pumpkin that was part of the facade last year for. Um, Wicked growth. Uh, wicked growth. Yeah, thank you. And uh, but the thing is, that pumpkin has been around since I think 2017 or 2016. I can't remember exactly when. They, 2017, I think it was. Um, no, I, 2018 was the first year. So I think it was in um, 2017. It was, I think it was the year that Trick or Treat premiered, but I can't remember. The scare zone um, or the house. The 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 scare zone. Okay. That's when they, but so it was either 2017 or 2018 when they had more pumpkins in that scare zone too. But they basically, you know, they have to carve hundreds and hundreds of, scare- of pumpkins. So every now and again, you have a, a, a pumpkin that's a little different than the average jack-o'-lantern. So in the case of Little Boo, it, it looks scared. Um, it looks like it's frightened of being in its, in its location. It's scared of all the other jack-o'-lanterns. <laughs> um, and uh, last year, it just became a fan favorite. But what's really cool, and, I, and if you guys, uh, they have a lot of Little Boo merch this year. You can buy t-shirts, hats, a little sipper, which I will definitely buy the sipper. Uh, <laughs> um, but one thing I want to point out is if you really want to support the artists that created Little Boo, they actually have their own Little Boo merch that they're actually being allowed to sell, which is fantastic. Uh, and her name is uh, Emery Arts. If you look at Emery Arts on Twitter or Google, Go find them, buy their, you know, buy, they have like a little a picture book, like a little child's uh, style picture book of the story of Little Boo. Um, that's really cool. Um, and then today, they just announced today, they're going to be selling a Little Boo plush. Yay, plushie. Uh, for $31, um, plus tax and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, so, and uh, again, it's very rare that Universal would probably let somebody do that. But this is the, this, this Emory Arts is the person who sculpted that pumpkin in the first place. And they have basically, you know, been allowed to continue to create content of their own. Well, whereas Universal is also creating many pieces of merchandise. <laughs> and that they are. Emery, she doesn't see a cent from the Universal merchandise. No, 
don't get me wrong. If you want to buy the zipper or the bag or the hat or whatever, go for it. But if you can spare the few extra bucks, go on their website. They have stickers and t-shirts and prints as well as the plush in the book. So um, if you're out there and you're a Halloween Horror Nights fan and you want to support a really great Halloween Horror Nights artist, they're a great person to go to. Um, but Little Boo is one of those things where it's just it's a f- fan phenomenon. And uh, it's everywhere this year. Everywhere. <laughs> It is um, really everywhere. Uh, they just uh, they just released some of the new merch that they haven't released before over the last couple months, and they have a little like little boo like purse that you can buy. Oh my god! That um, looks just like little boo. Uh, they have you know he's little boo's on uh, like a little beanie hat and a baseball cap. There's also a t-shirt for the, for kids with little boo on it. Um, and uh, little boo is even if you look carefully on major suites, little boo. There's a, he has a pumpkin on his hat. It's little boo. <laughs> Um. Uh, so Little Boo's everywhere. They, they even have food items for Little Boo. They have uh, a Little Boo like uh, steamed bun that has like spicy pumpkin in it, like a spicy pumpkin filling. Interesting. So not sure if I would go for that because I don't really like pumpkin outside of pumpkin pie. But right, you know. But that's fine. Um. But yeah. So that's that's so that's it's funny that they're bringing back those two elements from last year. It's so funny to me that they got the pumpkin lord and little boo. And if you go into the scare zone of of horrors of Halloween, if you look up right in the center of the arch that you walk through is little boo, the original jack o' lantern. They gave him they gave him like center seat. (laughs) Yes, they should. Um, but uh, so for shows this year they have two shows. The one of the shows uh, I'm extraordinarily excited for because it sounds fantastic, and that's the first one up is Ghoulish, a Halloween tale. I'm very excited for this one too. This is the Lagoon show that has been Marathon of Mayhem in its various forms over the last couple of years, uh, but they're stepping away from Marathon of Mayhem and making something new. It says on Halloween night, a ghost story becomes reality as you go beyond the grave in a spectacularly spooky show on the Universal Studios Lagoon, and it seems like it's themed to an old like. 60s record that's exactly what i was thinking it's very reminiscent to the uh sounds from the haunted house that disney released Mm -hmm. back when they were promoting the the haunted mansion um and so it seems like the feel will be a little more old school i I don't know if it's going to have anything to do with the ips like they have done with with marathon and mayhem uh it would feel like that would be an odd fit with this theme but they could maybe do it at least the Universal Monsters, anyways. Well, um, that makes sense. But if it's just a show, like a Lagoon show on its own, I think that'd be fine, too. I don't think it needs to tie into what's going on. Fully agree. Um, uh, and so that one, I think, is going to be fun. And like just just the overall, like, more, again, family-friendly Halloween vibe, in a way. I'm sure the show isn't going to be, like, a PG, you know, kid-friendly show. But the vibe of, like, this is old-school Halloween. This is the Halloween that, like my parents had when they were kids and stuff like that is, is really exciting. Um, and then they have the bring back the popular show from last year, Halloween nightmare fuel, but they're now calling it nightmare fuel wildfire. Interesting. Which I means, which I assume just means more pyro. That sounds uh, great. Uh, the show that sparked a firestorm last year is a blaze with the new nightmare. The pyro and aerial performers are back to reignite your fears. Um, I didn't really care for the show last year. Um, I assume you didn't see it. Sure didn't. I haven't seen any of those shows. They're just too loud for me. Yeah, and uh, I... It's a weird thing. I, I know why 
they didn't bring back Academy of Villains or bring back any of those performers because there's a lot of controversy there and it makes sense to not bring them back. But Halloween Nightmare Fuel felt to me like they were trying to capture some of that same magic, that same essence of Academy of Villains. Mm-hmm. And just couldn't. It didn't quite fit. Yep. Don't get me wrong. The performers all did a wonderful job. I'm not knocking any of them. I just felt like the show didn't hit hit as hard for me as some of the other shows that they've done in the past. Um, now, that's not to say that I don't want to give the show a shot, but I, I genuinely only saw that show. I mean, I didn't go very often, but I only saw that show one night of like the four or five nights that I went. Mm-hmm. And typically, the Academy of Villains would be a nightly thing for me. I go and see them like once a night. Right. So in this case, I went and saw it. was like, okay, I saw that. Moving on. <laughs> but that was also the same with uh, Marathon of Mayhem. I saw that and was like, all right, I've seen it. Moving on because it wasn't as good as the year before. So, But, you know, them renaming the show and, and I'm sure that they've taken to it. I know that there's new music in the show. So maybe it'll be different. I'm excited to see what it's like and give it a shot and then either go back and see it again or not see it again. It just depends. Yep. <laughs> um, although, you know, with the fact that I'll probably be only going three times at the most, three or four times, I probably will prioritize a lot of things. And if it's not something I care to do again, it won't happen again. <laughs> right. But um, the, 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 the downside of not being there for every week is, uh, you got to pick and choose. <laughs> but overall, uh, that's the houses and the shows and the scare zones. But this year, they're definitely pulling out all the stops on everything. Um, for example, the food and drink options this year, there's just so many of them. So many. It is a massive list of stuff. I, I, normally, I could be like, here's the specialty food, here's the specialty drinks. I don't have the ability to do that because there's stuff that they haven't even revealed yet. It's, it's kind of obscene, the amount of food options. And they're just, they're everywhere in the park. Like there's so many booths. Yeah. Uh, now I will say that that's probably my one disappointment this year is that the booths aren't as cool as they were last year. Some of them are actually pretty haphazard. Like one of them literally looks like they went to spirit Halloween and just bought some like stick on decorations. <laughs> to be fair, that's the vibe. <laughs> I get it. But like, there are some of them that I'm like, uh, there's one of them is like, they have the Chucky one, which looks cool. They have the pumpkin one, which doesn't even have a menu yet, but that one looks really nice. Um, and then, but then they have like, and there's one that's over by, um, where like the monsters queue will be that's Mm -hmm. themed to like Dracula's castle kind of look. And uh, that one's cool, but there's one that literally has like a zombie, like a picture of a zombie that looks like they just put it in Photoshop and stretched it really tall to fit the box. Oh, that's awkward. And I was like, uh, but you know, again, I don't want to knock anybody creatively. It's obviously, you know, sometimes these food booths are just like, you know, Hey, this is, this is getting built this week. We need something. Yep. Um, but the food options all seem relatively cool. Uh, I noticed there's a couple of things that I'm interested in. They have a pizza skull this year oh, to wow. go along. It's, it's basically, and I've seen people do them online before, but they make these little molds that you can put like pizza dough in and it looks like a skull. So basically you fill it with like cheese and pepperoni and stuff like that. And then you serve it on a bed of marinara sauce. Wow. And it looks like a skull sitting in blood. Um, uh, and that'll, you know, that, that, that'll join the pantheon of like pizza fries and twisted taters and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling, uh, but they also have some really weird stuff. Like they have a custard this year. That's like a pudding style custard, but they serve it with popcorn sprinkled on top. All right. Uh, and then they've got, like I said, they have the, the major sweets, like ice cream sandwich. And I've been told that there's probably going to be major sweets candy available in the tribute store, which that makes sense. Sure does. Um, easy to stick that logo on a, on a lollipop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, 
And if in uh, I listen to Universal has a podcast now, um, and they've been telling stories about the scare zones and houses and stuff like that. And the one for Major Suites, pops uh, uh, the uh, lollipops are a big part of the story. So I imagine they'll be selling lollipops. All right, all right. Um, and I know they have fake ones in the scare zone. So, but um, like it's just, and then the drink options this year. It's like, it seems like every booth has a different cocktail. Got to run around the park to get drunk. I mean, don't get me wrong. I feel like there's only going to be like two or three that I actually, because some of them I'm like, wow, that sounds bad. Uh, <laughs> but they're, they're bringing back last year's ghoul juice at the like bar, like the big bar in Trans- where Transformers Q is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so that's going to be the big one. They have a, a like a tiki style drink called like Electric Death. That's going to be there as well. Uh, but the one that I think I sent you a picture of it last night, which was basically, it's basically pumpkin juice from the Wizarding World of Harry Potter with booze in it. I, I am beside myself excited with that because I love pumpkin juice and now it's going to be drunk pumpkin juice and I am so there. And it's funny because I remember looking at the recipe and it's it's a little different than the pumpkin juice because it doesn't have apple juice in it. But for the most part, it's the same ingredients as pumpkin juice. It's like pumpkin puree, cinnamon, yep, a little bit of ginger uh, and then rum or gin, I can't remember, but booze. <laughs> and I'm like... And I was like, that one might be become that might become my go to cocktail. But uh, speaking of cocktails, that's not the only place you can go to get them. You can get them outside of the park as well, because all every single Universal hotel is going to be serving uh, a menu of Horror Nights themed drinks at their hotel lounges. Ooh, all right. Uh, they're doing same thing that they did last year with the uh, Cabana Bay like lobby lounge. They're turning it. They already have. Yes. It's turned into a um, like a monsters slash pumpkin themed. Um, lounge with a variety of drinks then uh, but the other ones are all going to have similar you know similar like they're going to have one at the the uh, endless uh, the dockside and surfside resorts they're going to have their own that kind of thing um, but also the big one that's just it hasn't officially been I, mean, I think actually I think they did officially announce it today but it's been kind of rumored for a while and then they put up the signs but never announced it the red coconut club which has been closed since covid uh, on in CityWalk is going to be reopening for Horror Nights as the Dead Coconut Club. This will be very very cool, and it's going to be themed to a basically a monsters tiki bar. And uh, I've heard from some sources, and I, I don't mean to be like that. Oh, I heard this, but I have friends that told me it's going to be really cool, and I believe them. <laughs> yes, and uh, so that I'm really excited for. I'm really excited for that. Uh, because it's different. It's a it's a unique experience. It's going to be separate from the the craziness that goes on in the park. You can go and actually get a drink in a more more relaxed re- environment. relaxed environment. Uh, there will not be a cover charge, which is which is not normally the case for the Red Coconut Club. Mm-hmm. So you'll be able to walk in and just get a drink. So I'm like, that's fantastic. And I believe it's open on Horror Nights nights from 5 p.m. till 1 a.m. Nice. So it's it's you you'll have the chance to go if you want to. Uh, speaking of opening dates, this year they just announced this. This is the first year in Horror Nights history where they were the uh, they are the operating hours are all the same. Two a.m. every night it closes at two a.m. Ooh. So if you're the kind of go early, stay late person, you can stay real late. Wow. Um. That's literally what nine hours worth of Horror Nights. Yeah, it's basically like a it's basically like a like a full park day. <laughs> it is nine. It is nine. Yeah, Whew. that's a long time. 
Yeah. And I'm probably going to do it. So yeah, just, yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> hey, at least, at least you know, uh, me and Dustin used to do these, these backstage tours at our old job that we had to be in at 5.30 in the morning. And I, like a dumbass, would stay at Horror Nights until midnight and then go home, get like two hours of sleep, and then go do that. And yep. Uh, whew, I'm not looking forward to those kind of turnarounds, but wow. At least your turnarounds aren't as bad. Oh yeah, no, I won't be in until like ten thirty at the earliest. So, so it's not you know it's not five thirty in the morning, which was no, dumb. Thank God. I'll never never forget the one day I came in, did my tour, asked if I could leave as soon as the tour was over, and they let me. Yep. Yep. And I went home and went to bed. Yep. Because I was it was just not bad, but uh, so I think this year is shaping up to be probably the best horror nights in many many years. I agree. I'm I'm my favorite horror nights was my first year, which was 2018. And nothing has really hit the mark for me since, but this year I think is is going to be the one. And of course, it's the year that I had to move away, so I feel really. St- <laughs> I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Um, I'm okay with that though. Uh, you know, I'm 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 excited that I get to I will get to hopefully come down and see it in a couple yes. of you know in a couple of months and and spend a good couple of days just immersed in horror nights. It'll be a horror nights vacation, which I've never really done before because. Horror Nights was always just a, hey, I'm free for a couple of hours on this night, on this week, let's go. But this time it'll be like, hey, you have to actually, you know, bust some ass and do some Horror Nights because you only got three nights to experience it. Yep. Eat, sleep, and breathe the fog. And uh, and it's going to be great. Somebody posted a video of the fog tonight on Twitter, and I was like, it's beautiful. <laughs> so... Um, but so I think that pretty much wraps it up. I think so. So your most, what would you say is your most anticipated thing of everything that's coming this year? Oh God, I don't even know. I am stupid excited for the tribute store and any of the merch that I haven't seen yet. <laughs> I am wildly excited for the ghoulish, um, lagoon show. Cause I'm just, I'm here for the vibe. Obviously the, the pumpkin Lord is a thing. As far as the houses go, I, I am actually torn as to which one I want to go to first. I, I'm torn between Dead Man's Pier and Bugs Eaten Alive. Yeah. I don't know which one I want to do first. Uh, they'll be in separate areas of the park, so you'll have to pick. <laughs> I know, which is kind of garbage. I'm trying to pick the one that most people aren't going to run to first, so I don't know which one that's going to be yet. Um, yeah, it's hard to bet. Well, so here's the thing. I think – so they've annou- they actually announced Stay and Scream areas today. They, they're the, the two normal ones that we know of, Simpsons and New York. Right. Um, and then the other one was there's, they're actually going to have a holding area in the, the plaza out in front of what used to be the blue man group theater. Oh, Oh, I have a, I have a feeling if that's going to be like that, if you didn't make it into the park, you can go into this one kind of, mm-hmm. um, or something like that. And then I can't remember the other one. Oh, uh, Richter's burgers in San Francisco is also going to be like a holding area. Like you can go inside Richter's. Oh, that'll be nice and air conditioned. <laughs> so, but, time <laughs> and the two biggest ips are in the um in the sound not sound it is in the uh, parade buildings monsters and weekend yep. so i feel like that is going to be a simpsons uh, thing so i feel like simpsons will be very popular mm-hmm. and that's also where you'd go for bugs but at the same time people will be going to the other direction the other direction they won't be going to bugs they'll be going to <laughs> right but they may not open bugs right away they might open bugs a little bit later sort of like they did last year with um Puppet theater. Yeah. So I don't know, but because the, the stay and scream stuff is never solidified until it's, until it happens. Yep. 
they, they, I remember there was one year where there was like rumors they were going to let us out like 20 minutes early. And then like, it was five minutes before the event was starting and we still hadn't left. The <laughs> so, and uh, the same thing I remember with, um, with stranger things, the first year of stranger things, like no one knew what was going on until like the day of <laughs> well, that checks out. Like it was like, people were like, is, is stranger things going to be offered for, for stay and scream? Or are they going to force you into poltergeist or whatever? And then eventually they did stay in Stranger Things, but like that line got held for like five extra minutes. Gosh, you know. And then, uh, which meant that if you were at the the if you were like in Finnegan's drinking and you were kind of taking your time getting into the line, you had an hour wait where the people that were in front of the line only had like a twenty minute wait. Mm-hmm. So the the that was the the stay and scream from hell from, from many people that I know. I, we, I was right at like literally at the, like at the gate. So we made it in like the first 20 minutes, but I know people who were like waiting an hour and they were in stay and scream. Ooh, that's rough. So they were like, nah, I'm not doing that again. And that became the, uh, that's the year that I was like, Hey, Simpsons is a nice stay and scream. zone. <laughs> <laughs> but now they're moving all the popular houses back there. So I don't know. Yep. Although I did like it last year where it was like you got to pick and choose, you know, you like if you're going to if you're going to go to those houses, go and get, you know, go sit by Simpsons. Yeah. If you're not, then you're going to go into like kid zone. Yep. And I was like, I'm OK with that. Let me go sit at a table and grab a drink and relax for 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. That's the best part of staying scream. Is, sure. You know. And then I went the next night because uh, uh, you know, obviously you and I were hung out on opening night last year where we got, right. you know, very wet the next very. night when I went, I went to New York because I was like, I'll try something different and I want to do Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And that was the most pleasant stay and scream experience I have ever had <laughs> because everybody was over at Simpsons. Yeah. And I remember I got, I got food and drink. I had my fillable cup and I was just like, this is, this is the life. I could <laughs> do this. And I was like, I imagine it's not going to remain this way for the whole season, but it's that way tonight and I'm happy. Yep. And, uh, you know, it helped that I had my, 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 uh, my mobility device that way I wasn't just standing around, but, (laughs) but so I think it's going to be a great year. I, you know, I I agree with you. I think the merch this year is off the chain. (laughs) I have like, I've already bought three shirts (laughs) and two of the shirts have the same print on them. So (laughs) I remember last year we, when we went to the tribute store, the, like the preview of the tribute store, you were like, I don't like any of these shirts. I didn't. I didn't buy a single shirt last year, and I went. I went through the tribute store almost every time I went, just hoping I'd see something I liked or just find a way to like something that was there. And I didn't like any of the shirts. And I always buy a shirt. And then this year, it's like every shirt that comes out is just an absolute smash hit. I just I can't stop. I mean, I yeah, I can't stop. I really want the horror nights, the horror, the uh, monsters one with like Anubis and all the monsters. Mm-hmm. I want. Um, the I want the house shirt this year, which I normally don't care about the house shirt, mm-hmm. but it's got that like sort of Tales from the Crypt style skeleton who's like, welcome to Horror Nights. And I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> you know, I was like, I need that in my life. Um, and uh, like, I like the, the little like the like the, you know, Halloween, all you know, Halloween all year round kind of thing that they have. And just the, the, like the, mer- the merchandising team this year literally said no hold barred yep let's just do it and good for them because they're gonna make a Bang. shit ton of money God. they've <laughs> like, already taken all mine so yeah and i'm just like i remember i'm like because some of those shirts are available online and let me tell you i've considered buying them and having them <laughs> shipped here just so i have them um but part of me is like just buy them when you get there but i'm also like i don't know if you'll have a suitcase big enough <laughs> 
So maybe I will buy a couple of things. Um, another thing at Merchandise, I don't know if you saw this. You see that they released another um, Midnight Syndicate vinyl this year. I sent it to you this morning. Oh, did um, you? Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't see it from you. I saw it from somebody else. But they're legions. Um, yes, yeah, it's the um, legions. Email yesterday about it. They wouldn't tell us what it was. But they sent us an email saying to get on the website sometime today. And when I woke up this morning, which was way later than it should have been, um, but they were already sold out within the first hour. And they had put them up at like, I don't know, 730 in the morning. Um, they were yeah. all – and they put some more up later this Yeah, I think they're, they're going to keep putting them up in batches online. It's limited. I know it's limited in store to 2,000 editions. Yeah. Um, and they are going to be there signing them uh, at one night during the event. Um, and they are holding a huge – chunk of those copies for the signing oh cool um i like that this year it's not the same album repackaged like it was last year that it's a new album yep i love the artwork which is all like legendary truth and all the like it's got jack the clown it's got the storyteller it's got all these little history pieces from horror nights and i'm like oh god i don't want to spend the 60 bucks but i might and it's not just a record of music either um Inside has got commentary about the legendary truth and go, going through all of the um, the categories of it um, from the creators talking about it, and then the midnight sitting music is just kind of woven in throughout it. So, oh, it, that's cool! I didn't know yeah, that. It's not the usual. Here's our here's our music from Horror Nights. It's it's a little deeper. Uh, well, if if it's if the signing happens when I'm not down there, I might ask you to get me something. <laughs> I might send you the send you the money. Um, that. but, uh, yeah, so, but, uh, no, that's, you know, not much else to talk about, but it's going to be a hell of a year. So I'm very excited. Um, I'm also annoyed that I'm not going to be there for, you know, this coming weekend or the weekends after, but I'm still working on it. I'm just trying to find a hotel room that works. Right. <laughs> Everything else I can figure out on my, I, I can, you know, I'll, I'll be fine, but the hotel room is causing problems because I had a deal lined up or it was going to be well within my budget. And I was like, yes, this is perfect. I'll put the deposit down on payday. And then today, which is the day before payday, uh, I went and looked to see if just so I could write down the price and it was gone. Oh, it's like, there's nothing available at that price anymore or even for that hotel anymore. That's and I was like, oh. but I think I, I might have something that'll work a little bit different. I just have to shift my dates around a little bit. Um, so who knows, but I can't wait to come down and see it. And I'm sure I'll be giving you a ring and be like, yo, get your ass over to her universe. <laughs> I'll be there. All right. Well, thank you for joining me again. Uh, and, uh, thank you for listening. For those who are listening, the, I'm sure the six people, <laughs> <laughs> thank- maybe there'll be more, but thank you for listening. I appreciate every single one of you. And, uh, thanks for coming back after a year hiatus. And, uh, I said, one of my plans this year is to reach out to people that I know that, you know, maybe used to host a podcast and don't anymore or don't have a podcast, but want to talk about Horror Nights to come on the show and review stuff from the event. So, and of course I'll be asking you about it all the time. So yes, I will be there to answer. So, uh, so look forward to a couple more episodes this season, hopefully more than four. Um, (laughs) Hopefully. And, and uh, thanks for joining. So have a great night and uh, goodbye. See you in the fog.